Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 641 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we chat with Linda Lamont all about her song, Are We Alone? That ties in with the UNESCO event earlier on this year. We'll be having a chat with three of the cast of the pantomime at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. We'll be meeting Denise Pearson of Five Star and also Evie from CBeebies, a fairy godmother and Cinderella in that order. And also we'll be joined by their buttons too as we have a chat with Tam Ryan. That's coming up on the show. Plus, on top of that, we're talking for the festivities going on in Codsall as we find out about Mystical Productions' Christmas Picnic with Santa and their Christmas Fair, two great dates coming up in December. And on top of that, Susie Dent from Countdown will be joining us. We'll be having a chat with her and the team from Dead Happy about some of the language surrounding death and also putting, hopefully, a nice spin on making sure that after we do pass on, we do something for our loved ones and friends we leave behind. That's all coming up on the show this week. Cinderella is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 4th of December through until the 9th of January. Cinderella needs her buttons. It wouldn't be the same without him. Tam is buttons and he's with me now. Hello, sir. How are you doing, Jason? I'm good. I hope we're all really getting ready for what's going to be an amazing festive period. Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited for it. It's my favourite show. Uh, if I had to pick a pantomime, it would be Cinderella. Uh-huh. If I had to pick a character, it would be buttons. So... I'm yeah, and incredibly excited. You've got it about all. It. You've won. You've won Christmas. Mate, I've won. This year. I've won. Yeah, I am the winner of Christmas, <laughs> and there is a Christmas as well, which oh, is it's great. Christmas, yeah, it's no, special. It's good isn't it? news, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything came so close last year. Just to have it disappear. We know that 2021 is going to be an awesome year for Panto. Sure. Because oh, there's this pent up Panto feeling. Yeah. And well, we've been starved, haven't we? We've been we've been starved as uh, as a nation. Well, as a world of entertainment, uh, everything's been on pause, so I think it's going to come back ferociously, and I can't wait. It's going to be brilliant. So, as Buttons, you get to be mates with the kids. Yeah. You get to fall in love with Cinderella. Yeah. It's we a tough gig, right? Yeah, no, and no real spoilers on, on the, where we're going to go with that. If you don't know the story, then <laughs> it's your first panto ever. <laughs> there's not a huge twist at the end, though, there, there, Jason. There's, there's not really, but no. there's, there's enough it's, yeah. to tease. Yeah. To, oh, to let yeah. them think there is if they don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to give the impression away that we've got Broadchurch live here. Yeah, because it's, it's, I think that'd be good. Though, yeah, it? Well, maybe. You haven't yeah. seen the script yet. It could have been rewritten slightly. You're, you're absolutely right. I might be doing a complete disservice here. So. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. But, uh, it, it is such fun to be part of. And yeah. So y- y- you have to carry this show. I mean, I'm not, not going to put oh, this do I? You have to. <laughs> Buttons carries the show. Yeah, well, I, I suppose he's the... The beautiful thing about playing the comic in Panto is that you are the, the link between... Um, the narrative and and the audience so you do get to bring everybody in which is a privileged role in many ways mm-hmm. well in, in every way you have to work really hard every night yeah yeah i, I think we need to put I that do. out there yeah no you're inc- you're absolutely right your agent has undersold it hasn't it <laughs> well that no, why change the habit um <laughs> But yeah, no, you're right. But it, I mean, look, there's two ways to look at everything. I think it's um, it's a privileged role because I get to I get to be everyone's mate, mm-hmm. as as you've alluded to. I, I've met Evie, and it's going to be absolutely no problem to fall in love with her every, on, on a daily basis. Um, and the thing about Buttons, though, as well, is that he's diff- slightly different to all the other Panto comics because he has got an element of pathos and sadness in his in his story. Again, without giving too much away. 
So it's not just quick fire. It's not gags, gags, gags. And I mean, there, there is that, of course. But you know, he's he's intrinsic to the story as well. So and and, and he has buttons. He also. If has ever buttons. forget who you are this year in Panto, yeah. you look down. All I have to do is buttons. look back, and then suddenly I say, "Hi everyone, I'm Velcro." Ah! <laughs> I've done it again. Yeah, exactly. So. And for, for you, Panto, I mean, you are a bit of a stalwart of Panto. This, this is your thing, isn't it? As soon as yeah. November or December are upon us, you're in rehearsals and then on stage. I, I love Panto. It's kind of all I've known for the last um, 15 years, apart from, obviously, last year, where I got to spend Christmas at home with my, uh, with my lovely family, which was difficult <laughs> uh, <laughs> for them. Yeah. Um, so Particularly if you were doing gags the whole Christmas Oh, lunch. yeah, well, you said I was... Funny enough, we, uh, I got together with a friend of mine and um, inspired by Rishi's Retrain for Rishi, we did uh, Panto at work, so it was reintegrating pantomime characters into the workplace in work environments or other sterile environments mm -hmm. as these big characters. So we kind of parodied the fact that we weren't working <laughs> just to get our Panto fix, you know, so I, don't, I didn't really miss out too much. As long as you kept yourself yes. feeling good. I, I'm, yeah. Okay, so this year... It, there's going to be more magic on stage than ever before because we've got two years worth of fairy dust and uh, that's all going to come together. Uh, we obviously, we've got uh, Denise uh, doing her bit as a fairy godmother. Like she, she def it defies logic. I met Denise for the first time today and she, as far as I'm concerned, she looks exactly the same as she looked in 1989. Isn't it? Yeah, it's it, troubling, mate. Yeah, it's troubling. Systematic. It's the fairy dust. It's yeah. Gulliver. Well, it's got, there's got to be something, but I, I'm, whatever it is, I want to, I want to get hold yeah, of something. You're not allowed it now. No, well, clearly, like clearly, because I don't know about <laughs> anyone else, but I've been surviving the pandemic by eating, eating five meals a day and um, drinking uh, red bottles of wine. And, and what happens there is, is this bit pops out. Yeah. I've noticed in the last well, 12 months. Um, yeah, I, I, I had already was in a good place okay. before that happened. And yeah. so that's where I've really gone to pot, to be right. fair. Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I've joined the club now, mate. So, <laughs> yeah. so we've got gags, we've got fun, we've got yeah. entertainment, we've got a brilliant script, we've got some music. Hang on, are you, are you wearing tights? <sighs> I'm not sure if it's tight. Well, I, funnily enough, I will be wearing tights before I get to this production. Not in a... Not in my personal life, but I'm actually playing Elf uh, before we get to Wolverhampton. Um, so I will be having three weeks of tight wearing, ditch the tights on the 22nd in Eastbourne, and then come to Wolverhampton on the no the tw the 20th. Come to Wolverhampton on the 21st without tights, but I will be wearing trousers. Those are just, that's that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, well, wearing trousers. Yeah, because they're yeah. the lycra after a little while. Oh yeah, no, it's you have it's, to be dedicated it, to your craft. Well, I'd use the word chafy. Yeah, that's not where you want to be. No. Okay, you've got to sell Panto in how many words should we give you? Let's give you nine words to sell Panto. Oh my goodness. Okay, so right. okay. we'll give you two. You might have to count because I'm, uh, I'm terrible at doing two we'll, things at once. Uh, yeah, right. uh, we'll, we'll see how we do. Okay. okay, right. Go for it. Magical. Yeah. Can I just use a string of adjectives? You can if you want to, yeah. Okay, that wasn't it, by the way, what I just no, said. No, there. no, no. No, no, I'll right, start yeah. again. Yeah, okay, yeah. Take two. All right, fine. Magical. Fun. Brilliant. Fun. That's two funds. Magical. Yeah. Furniture. Okay. Noodles. Ice pack. Okay, so that is Panto for you. Yeah. You can expect that here. And more of this madness on your socials, I'm going to guess beforehand, if people do want to see what you get up to. Where do yeah. they find you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they will, uh, well, they'll find me if uh, at Tam Ryan. Tam Ryan. Google Tam Ryan, uh, Tam Ryan 28 is the Twitter handle. Uh, handle. I can't speak all of a sudden here. That's, that's that? fine. What have you off. done to me, mate? Nothing to, nine words and he'd gone to pocket. Yeah, I know. And, and none of them made any sense at all. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. fine. Okay, mate. You scripted in the panto. No one yeah. will know. Okay. Okay. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets. Check out Tam online. 
in the meantime, 01902 is the box office number, and you can have a wonderful, magical Christmas with this nutter and the rest of the gang. Yes, thanks, Jason. UNESCO's International Day of Light brought some music to the fore by Linda Lemon. Are We Alone is the title of the track, and she joins us now to tell me more about it. Hello. Hi, Jason. Hi. How are you doing then? I'm doing fine, just fine, post-COVID, you know, getting there. Which is a good thing. And the International Day of Light from UNESCO is a, a way of highlighting uh, us as a species and our place in the universe. And uh, this is where the song comes from as well. Yes, um, it was actually performed for the International Day of Light in its original form. It was originally when it was first written called uh, Rainbow of Light. Um, and that reflected the importance of light in the universe and how we actually um, rely on the spectrum for everything, absolutely everything on Earth. So um, this version is Are We Alone? Because actually the lyrics do ask, are we alone? And that is the most one of the most important questions that humanity is facing at the moment. Yeah, um, obviously we, we have a lot of things to think about on our planet, but beyond our skies, uh, there might be help and assistance to who've experienced some of the limiting things that we're going through now, the likes of the way in which energy is produced and its impact upon our climate, uh, and you know, a lot more besides. We, we could have someone up there in the heavens who could help us out with maybe you know, even fighting the likes of COVID. Um, yes, <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty loaded question. <laughs> Somewhere in the universe, yes, um, there, there could be life. Of course, we've got, um, uh, uh, we've got in, in, in investigations by NASA at the moment on, on Mars and SpaceX. Um, they say that um, there could be, could have been life and that um, could actually provide a space for us to, to go and investigate. But um, Jupiter, of course, has um, um, been proved to have lots of water where they, there could actually be life, not life as we know it, but certainly some sort of life, and that's ongoing at the moment. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, our, our goal would be, I think, to be find some nice, friendly, humanoid life form out there who could help us out. And we've got the likes of, uh, you know, Star Trek and uh, and, and Star Wars, where we see uh, standardish looking life, as far as we're concerned, scattered all over the galaxy. And how this might or might not happen is 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 a, a, an intriguing, you know, thought process for for probably everyone on this planet. And uh, the with the the SETI program having gone on for decades now. We, we've not spotted anything particular yet that we, that, that uh, has actually um, flagged up to say there is intelligent life out there that could communicate with us. Well, you know, you mentioned SETI and actually met some of the team from SETI, plus the hosts of other stars and lots of people involved in uh, research um, in the universe at a place called Starmus in Tenerife, um, which is an international science festival. And what I gathered from that was that we just don't know. There's 95% of our universe that composes of dark matter and dark energy, and none of the scientists know what this consists of. And that there's, there's thinking at the moment that um, there might be a fourth neutrino out there 
Um, and there, there's millions being spent at the moment on research on this. And there's hope within the science community that if we find this fourth neutrino, it may actually contribute quite a lot to discovering what's in that dark matter. And my feeling is, it always has been, that I don't think we die. I think we actually go our, our matter in, in some form um transports back into the universe and who knows this could be all part of dark matter but um yeah my feeling is is that i think if there is life out there that it's it's probably something that we just don't recognize as life as we know it and you know there could well be uh, carbon silicon based we we yeah we haven't got any idea on how it could have happened on a, a different planet in a different set of circumstances uh with a different set of guidance that uh, has put it in place uh and you know we, we've got a, a huge universe out there and it would seem unlikely we're the only yeah, sentient beings in that universe Yes, do you know, I was watching a programme only last night about some scientific research on, I can't remember the technical name of it, but it's, they call it The Blob. Do you remember that science fiction film called The Blob mm -hmm. years ago? Um, it was a long time ago. Um, well, they're actually doing research at the moment on this fungus, sort of fungus, um, but it's a, it's a, it's a single cell um, thing that grows, it's yellow, and th they've proved that, that single cell um, organisms can actually make decisions. It was, it's just fascinating the way they've worked on it. it it's on catch up on BBC. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I'd advise people to watch it because it's, it's just amazing. Mind you, I am a bit of a geek, but <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is fascinating to see how this research develops and, and it's all towards trying to prove um, our, 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 his, our, our beginnings and what might be out there and how it might grow. It, it, it's not always around the thinking that we know. Yeah, I mean, life is something that's not only precious, but intriguing. And the way in which our minds work in, uh, is, is another area of massive research and uh, trying to understand how this all works in its own way, uh, yeah, chemically, spiritually, and beyond is uh, uh, something which has is, is, been a challenge for thinkers in our species for many, many decades, and may confuse us for many more to come. But as we say, the, the question is, are we alone? That is how the song uh, uh, approaches the world with that question. And uh, so is this going to be released uh, in, in, in around a week or so's time? Yes, um, around the 15th of October. Um, it's actually the, the first single um, from my third album. Uh, so that will be um, out in uh, in the new year. Um, but yeah, this is um, this is out on on the fifteenth, and um, it'll be um, posing lots of questions for people. Absolutely. So where can we go for more information on you and your music, and of course the song itself and its work with UNESCO? www.lindalamon.com, and on there you'll be able to see the links for the release and the video and all sorts of information.
Well, we'll take a listen to the song now. Thank you for sharing this one with us. And we will we continue with that question, are we alone? Uh, but uh, for now, Linda Lamont, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. Of the things that make Christmas in Codsall are returning for 2021. We have both a Christmas fair and we have picnics with Santa. Mystical Productions are the team behind it and Stephanie and Dan join me now to tell me more. Hello to you both. Hello. So uh, first of all, who's going to tell me a bit, a bit about the Christmas fair? 
I'll, I'll start with Christmas fair. So we are back for our fifth annual Christmas fair. Um, COVID obviously last year put a stop to the plans. So this year we're back and we're bigger and better than previously. So the Christmas fair is being held this year on Saturday, the 11th of December, 11am uh, to 4pm at Codstall Village Hall on the Wolverhampton Road, which is Whiskey Victor 8, 1 Papa Lima. Um, and you've got a very special guest to open it for you this year. We do have a special guest. We have the Right Honourable Gavin Williamson MP, who is going to be attending to open it, um, which is nice, special. He's our MP for the constituency, so it's very nice to have him. And, and his office is right next door. And apparently he's extremely pleased and uh, excited. excited to come down. So, yeah. Well, if, if you haven't got the real Father Christmas, he could have dressed up as Father Christmas. <laughs> but, you know, so. Yes. Uh, we charge a pound entry. Mm -hmm. which is into the building. We've got 19 different craft stalls, pick up a last minute Christmas present. There's games for the children to play. They can make cards, gingerbread cookies. You know, there's a lot for the children to do. We have families come and stay all day because there's so much to do. There's a craft store there for the children to sit down and um, decorate Christmas uh, decorations, Christmas cards, yeah. even a cookie that they can ice. Uh, this year, we have a, another special guest. Um, with the exception of Gavin Williamson, Father Christmas and his elves, we have got uh, Lance, the Santa Minion, who is going to be attending throughout the day and he'll be popping around the hall and outside. So people need to keep their eyes out looking for him. It's a brilliant photo opportunity. Um, lots and lots of different stalls, as I said, tombolas. Uh, we do have live entertainment again this year with the help of school choirs, Wolverhampton ukulele band. But we are still looking for entertainers, so soloists, duos, trios, bands, um, choirs, anyone that's interested can get in touch with us and we can get them a spot onto our stage. Mm -hmm. um, and it'd be great having to do something festive or not, as the case may be, but it's something to put everyone in the yeah, mood for Christmas, whatever happens. Um, yeah, exactly. We, we do our best to make the stage look as brilliant as it can be. It's all dressed nicely. It's break staging for choirs. Um, glitter slashes, Christmas trees. We've got a brilliant brand new... LED state-of-the-art lighting rig for this year. So it's going to be a really, really nice atmosphere for the acts to actually perform with us this year. We've got a huge car park, which is free, which is always a bonus. I'm going to pay for parking. Um, and as you know yourself, the car park's huge. Mm -hmm. So we don't really struggle for car parking, which is... Yeah, it, it's a great venue. It's nice to be part of it. And it, it, it suits this sort of thing well. I think uh, it's, it's been a while since I've had a chance to get along to one of your Christmas events. But uh, I will see, see, if we, see if we can get there this year. Fingers crossed. It, it, it will be uh, good fun for all the family, which is what counts. Really uh, but they're also raising funds too. Yes. yes. So everything that is raised goes to the Village Hall, um, obviously, which is a charity. Like many other charities and businesses for the past 18 months, they've been hit really hard. Mm. You know, COVID affected so many people in so many different ways. This is just another way to bring a little bit more money back into the building. It's a vital community building, as you know yourself. There's so mm. many different people from different walks of life that use the building day in, day out. You know, we've just finished a beer festival. The week before the Christmas fair, we have the children's play. So that's two very different events. And without the building, there wouldn't be anything in the village to, to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We are still We've, looking for outdoor food yeah, vendors. So this year, we're introducing yeah. a brand new, for us and for the village, um, mm. food market outside. So there'll be different food vans. We are still looking for food vans. If once yeah. people have got a food van or know someone, oh, that'd be really good. Yeah. Get in touch with us and we'll book them in. You know, it's nice to have something Christmassy to eat or drink. 
as the case may be. We'd rather not have gazebos because mm -hmm. we had them blow away a yeah. few years ago. So we, we can't predict the weather. are best. <laughs> yeah, okay, something that's nicely anchored to the ground. We like that yes, idea. Uh, and, and so that, that's good stuff. Give us the date details again on that one and how people get in touch if they do want to be uh, part of the, uh, the team behind the so scene. The 11th of December at Codstall Village Hall between the hours of 11am and 4pm. And that's Whiskey Victor 8, 1 Papa Lima. If people want more information about stalls or just about the event in general, they can give us a call on 07 473 763 465. That number again is 07473 763 465. Or our Facebook page, they can contact us on there. Um, we have a Facebook page that people do message us for stalls. So if you are on Facebook and you do want to look, have a look for Mystical Productions. We'll get back as soon as we can. So check the details on there. And of course, you're also preparing for the wonderful festivities that is a picnic with Santa. You are indeed. So a couple of years ago, we, we went to the committee with the picnic with Santa idea and it it blew up bigger than we could ever anticipate. Mm -hmm. um, it's completely unique. I don't think, I can't find anywhere else that does something similar. Um, and it's a chance for the children to meet Santa in a bit of a more controlled environment. They get a little bit more time with him. Um, everyone does breakfast with Santa, where we're gonna do a picnic with Santa. So the way it works is you will arrive at the building, at the village hall again, with your allocated time slots. Um, you'll be taken to your name table, by one of our elves, who will sit you down. Once everyone's in, Santa will come onto the stage and he'll read one of his fantastic Christmas stories. Um, we have a nice big projection screen where the, the children can actually watch the pages turning so they can read along with him, which is quite nice. Uh, obviously, Buddy the elf will be in attendance as always, um, rallying the kids up to sit on the floor and you know climbing under tables, Causing which is really mischief. nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> once he's read his first story, the kitchen staff will have prepared elegant boxes full of goodies for, for people to eat uh, and they're taken to the tables by table service by the elves once they've eaten we do cater for all dietary requirements yeah. i'm head of the kitchen so if you are vegan or non-dairy gluten-free gluten or... do tell us because we will cater your picnic for that that uh, dietary requirement yeah. uh -huh. now, once they've had their picnic santa comes back out for his second story and then once that's been completed, children get a chance to go onto stage to meet Santa and Buddy the Elf. They all receive a present from Santa on stage and we have our photographer who takes the professional photos free of charge um, for, for everyone. And they're always up uploaded or emailed out and they're given to the parents for, for nothing. So they're available digitally as part of the package that you get. Oh, it's yeah. going to be great for that one. Remind us of the dates and the times for that. So that is Sunday, the 12th of December. And we have four sittings, which are 10.30, 12.30, 2.30 .30, and 4.30. And that is £7 per person, children and adults. Mm -hmm. Under threes are, under ones are £3. And parties of five or more receive a free ticket. Okay, so get yourself booked in for that one. And get Christmas underway, all in the wonderful venue that is Coldsville Village Hall, courtesy of Mystical Productions. Give us those contact details again and where we find you on Facebook. So the contact details are Mystical Productions on Facebook, just Mystical Productions. The contact number is 07473763465. If you want to book tickets for Picnic with Santa, it's www.jumblebee.com. Dot co.uk 
forward slash picnic with Santa 2021. You can find the details there. Well, Stephanie and Dan from Mystical Productions, thank you for joining us. Thank you. From the 4th of December right the way through until the 9th of January, the magic that is Cinderella is on stage at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. I'm lucky enough to be joined by, by two more of the cast. We have Denise Pearson, five star, and we have Evie from CBeebies. <laughs> so let, let's find out what you're up to. I, I'm gonna, I, Denise, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to start with Evie first. Okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Evie, so tell us a, a bit about this for you, because this is your debut in Panto. Yeah. And this is effectively your home theatre because you're from Kings Winford. Yeah. But you've done Panto before on the wonderful world of CBeebies where you've existed for how long now? For three and a half years. And that's uh, that to me seems a scary place to be. Because you've got all this stuff going on and you've got to entertain these kids. Children are the most joyous people to entertain ever and it's the most magical job you could ever wish for. And you've been a part of that Panto that they run each year. Yeah. And do you think that's got you ready for everything that's going to happen on stage just behind this wall? I think so, definitely. I'm so excited to, as you say, be at home. But not only that, being Cinderella with Denise, AJ and Curtis, it's going to be so magical. I'm, I can't wipe the smile off my face just thinking about it. <laughs> but it is an awesome cast and it's going to be an amazing production, which mm -hmm. is something we're looking forward to. And it's a chance to make Christmas, isn't it? I know, I know. And to be at home for Christmas is... Just, I feel so, so lucky because um, I'll be at home with my mum and dad, which is going to be extra special. Mm -hmm. I think my mum's already coming four times already. As long as the tickets are booked, that's As, what counts. Yeah, the tickets are booked. The tickets are booked. She's booked to see it four times, and that's counting. I'm sure she'll be coming <laughs> many more times. Yeah. Bringing the whole family and, yeah. and the neighbours yeah. and everybody else. Yeah. It's only just up the road, so it'll be brilliant. Exactly. But it's going to be an absolutely brilliant panto. We know that much. And, Denise, you being part of this as well is an absolute treat. Tell us about your role. I'm the fairy godmother. Now, see, you're not old enough to be a fairy godmother <laughs> in my eyes, so Thank how on so earth much. are you going to pull that one off? <laughs> well, I did it about five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> at, um, uh, where was it? At Milton Keynes. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was my first panto. And you're making the most of being on stage here. And yes. I'm hoping we get a few musical numbers from you. Oh, yes, for, for sure, for sure. I'm really looking forward to that. Somebody over here is very excited about hearing you sing. Oh, now, <laughs> sweetheart. Now, Thank you, sweetheart. Well, I think we've got a duo together. I thought it should be brilliant. Yeah. But, but I've seen you perform in concert, which is slightly different to what we're going to get here, but it's mm -hmm. still amazing. And, and the music of Five Star, it just it keeps going, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. We've just finished Let's Rock, Southampton, Exeter... Leeds and we've got a couple more booked for next year and we've put together a Soul 3 um, program that we're doing with um, a lot of the young kids which mm -hmm. is teaching them about energy, teaching them that there's more than what you what you are, what you see there's more than that, there's you know the, our, our energy, what we put out we get back so we're, we're teaching a lot of that. And, and that's going to work with Panto as well, isn't it? Because it's, it's what you give on stage that makes our audience I mean, yeah, overjoyed. I mean, we've talked about the fact it makes Christmas, but yes. you, you get to be a Christmas present for so many people this year. Yes, absolutely. And they're our Christmas present because when they give back, their energy that they give back make, puts our energy out more, yeah. you mm -hmm. know? So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a give and take thing. So be a good audience and yes. you will get even more from these guys. They're yes. going to be absolutely fab. <laughs> so 
are there any five star numbers in do we know i've been asking the crew and it's like um well and then somebody else comes in and it's like oh okay you got to go here and then it's like um well and then somebody else comes in <laughs> so we've been doing pictures we've been doing you, yeah, so you, so your script is not too far away it's and then you'll know far. exactly what you'll be doing yes, then yes with the music i mean uh Obviously, being a family who performed together, well, I'm afraid to say the 80s, it mm-hmm. wasn't it? I mean, that is, mm-hmm. it ages me because I was there listening to you when I was growing up. Your music has sort of grown with people, hasn't it? And mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to help with not only the recognition of what you're doing on stage, but also there are so many families who will have lived your music yes. through, through the decades yes. and have just passed it on and passed it on. So it's going yes. to be another great way of doing that. Yeah, I think so. I think that was the intention when we put it together. Dad flew us out to Los Angeles and you got, you know, um, Paul Jackson and you got Phil and Gaines on Michael Jackson's people on keyboards and brought it back to the UK and, you know, five black kids from the UK, teenagers st- still in school, doing mm-hmm. Wogan, doing the World Varieties um, and doing the, our sold-out tours at the time. Um, it was a, quite a journey, so um, I think they're quite timeless. Mm-hmm. You've often described as being the British Jacksons, but it yeah. was it was different to that. It was more than that, because it was, it, was, it was a different sort of vibe, wasn't it? But you, you were you, you were five-star, and that sort of yeah. continues to this day. Yeah, I was doing this move <laughs> in one of the videos, and it's like, no, that's Michael's move. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, um, it's brilliant. I got to tour with the four brothers mm-hmm. on, their, uh, on their tour. When Tito comes into town, he's like, this is my lady, Denise. Oh. Uh, she's going to sing the J5 section, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a great. We, we got to um, record a couple of albums over their uh, their house in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We, we were there for thirteen years, so um, it's it's very similar, very very similar. So you got albums. some magical musical roots to bring to the stage as part of Panto. That's going to be awesome itself. Absolutely, a whole journey. Yeah, and and, and for you, what is your favourite bit of Panto? Because I mean, you get to be you get to be a goodie, which helps, doesn't it? <laughs> uh huh. I, th- I hope they're doing the Twelve Days of Christmas. I love uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We'll, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens when the script comes. Whatever happens, that stays quiet until opening night. No sharing that on your Instagram yeah. or anything. All right, I promise. But, uh, that, that, that will be, have to be a secret until then. But uh, that, that's what you're looking for. And if you, what, what, what stands out for you? What do you think is going to be the magical moment for you in Panto? Probably when uh, the end of Act 1, going to the ball. Mm-hmm. That whole transition. It, it's the of, frock you're looking for. That is every every little girl's dream when well, they watch Cinderella. Somebody's got some amazing stage costumes over here. Yeah. Can probably help with that too, yeah. to be fair. But so. that transition from rags to the beautiful gown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, just. Go to the ball. Yes. <laughs> um, I grew up watching uh, Brandy and Whitney Houston sing "Impossible." from uh, Cinderella and just that whole when Whitney sings that song I'm just like yes we need that in the show we need that in the show there might be a rights issue we'll have to see what happens again no promises but but we do know whatever you are singing you're going to be absolutely amazing it'll be truly awesome it is Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 4th of December right the way through till the 9th of January 01902 429212 is the box office number grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets Evie and Denise you will shine break a leg have a fantastic time with it and we look forward to seeing you on stage this Christmas thank you death is always a tricky subject but it's something important that we make sure we have conversations with our family about to make sure not only our wishes are looked after but also that we're all at one with we know is going to be inevitable for us all someday to tell us more I'm joined now from the company dead happy Bill Zeidler and also the one and only Susie Dent Good afternoon to you both. Hello. Hi, good afternoon, Jason. 
So, uh, Phil, first of all, tell us a little bit about your survey here, and then we'll get Susie to make everything easy for us. Yeah, indeed. So um, we did the survey at Dead Happy to, to really try and understand and um you know uh, attitudes to death um and how people had had thought about it and planned for it um and i suppose our findings uh, weren't overly surprising um two-thirds of uh, people in the uk have made no plans at all uh, for death um and almost 50 percent of us haven't even talked to our partner about what we want to happen when we die which Given everything that's happened over the last couple of years, we still find there's incredibly high numbers um, uh, of, of people who haven't failed to address something um, which is an inevitable event. So death really does appear to be one of the final taboos. And Susie, the language around death is something which can sometimes put us off. And it's never, ever going to be a cheerful subject. But as I said, it's inevitable. We know it will happen to us one day. So there are lots of ways in lots of different cultures of describing it, aren't there? Uh, yes, there are. Um, and I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds of euphemisms. So here I have a dictionary, um, Jason, of euphemisms. And if I turn to it, I mean, there are, I'm looking in the index, columns and columns of columns of euphemisms from you know, some that we will recognise, like biting the dust, um, you know, kicking the bucket, pushing up the daisies. Um, but there are oh, biting the dust. That's not buying the farm, um, copying a packet, um, crossing the sticks. I mean, there are just so many. And I think what it shows is that, yes, we can be playful and we be, can be creative. It's a coping mechanism when we're faced with a really difficult subject. But also sometimes if we stop there, we're not having the open and honest conversations that we need to. So sometimes we can strip those away, be quite natural about it. It doesn't have to be a sort of major sit down event, but just have those conversations openly and honestly. And try and bring in some positivity into it by saying what you would like to happen after you die. And they can be some really lovely things. Um, Phil will tell you they've, they've done a lovely thing called death wishes at Dead Happy. So you can express what you would like um, as, as a sort of memory of you. So one of them, for example, is um, buying your friends in the local pub around every year on your birthday. You know, something that is deeply personal that goes beyond the purely functional and administrative stuff. Yeah, because Phil, I mean, it, it is something that is, it, it is about memory. It is about living a, a life now and then celebrating that life later, isn't it? I think that's exactly right, Jason. Celebrating, we think, is a really important word. Um, we can't alter what death is, um, but we can actually impact how people remember us, how people think about us. Um, and we can do that directly by setting out really clearly, you know, uh, the platform that Susie's referenced, uh, death wishes um, and, and do some pretty amazing things um, and it doesn't all have to be doom and gloom um, you know as I say whilst we'd love to be able to find a cure for death we don't think that's on the horizon anytime soon but um, doing some of these things for our loved ones after can be um, really a wonderful legacy um, that we can all do something about. Yeah, we've talked about the beer in the pub, but we're also sending your partner flowers on your birthday, that sort of thing. And it's, it's little remembrances. And uh, when it comes to you know, the, the meaning behind it all, uh, again, there's, there's a lot of meaning behind, again, death rituals and death language, but also their remembrance too, isn't it? Because I mean, the, the funeral itself, uh, I mean, that's that's an unusual word, Susie. I mean, what, what, it, it's not like anything else we would describe. Um, no, 
I suppose not. I mean, it came from French and probably came over with the Norman conquerors, I would say, after 1066. Um, and, and quite often anything ceremonial we used um, French words for because they were sort of somehow more serious and more profound is how we, we saw them as being kind of more classical with more prestige. Um, but no, we're not. But I think even, you know, an undertaker is a euphemism itself. That's when we sort of started to, to kind of give the the matters of death to someone else so that we didn't have to deal with it directly and I think that's what's reflected in language as I say is that we are we're kind of stepping back but in doing so we're actually then avoiding these really difficult conversations and as, as you and Phil have said these celebrations yep and uh, I feel again there's all sorts of things which people uh, are putting money towards uh, dead happy you allow them to have their wishes spread out all uh, through uh, the small cost of, of effectively an insurance policy which runs alongside their living their life and uh, I, I like the idea of someone having a full viking funeral that one sounds like a, a good way of doing it yeah I, I agree I think funerals are funerals are fasc fascinating area the Viking funeral is a brilliant one. I think almost nine percent of people wanted to have a Viking funeral when they're given that idea. And there are, it's, it's an extraordinary array of things that you can actually do. Um, and whilst when we set up three years ago with our Death Wish platform, we had a handful of Death Wishes, and customers have just added to those over the over the few years, so that we've got literally, uh, well, a, a massive array of different options that perhaps, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily ever thought of. Uh, and it's extraordinary how you can be inspired into some, some extraordinary things. Absolutely. And uh, I, dare I ask, uh, Phil, what, what have you got as, as your death wish? Well, uh, I've got one or two, um, uh, which I haven't ever told my wife and children, um, <laughs> but predominantly sending them on, on things that I know, uh, particularly in my children's case, my, my daughter wants to go and see I think called the, the the Quokkas in just in an island off Australia has been always one of her her dreams. So that's something that I've put in my you know uh, as a death wish. And my son has always wanted to go and see the ashes in Australia. So those uh, are two examples of, of things that we've uh, that I've done. Uh, maybe you could take some of your ashes with him to scatter on the pitch at the same time. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure the authorities would appreciate that, but it's a good try. I, we can always try, have a go. Yes, we'll see how. And Susie, I mean, uh, uh, you know, we 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 uh, have the, these things that we we want to do, and and, and kind of a legacy to pass on. And it, it, is there a, a like last will and testament? I mean, these are all interesting words and phrases surrounding making these things happen. I mean, uh, again, the language behind that is always very specific, isn't it? It is very specific, and um, it doesn't need to be. I don't think we need to feel. Um, you know, that we are restricted in the way that we can articulate uh, death. I, I would just say, be direct and be honest. So don't necessarily talk about passing away because it, you know, that that's feels too, you know, that it, it's kind of less clinical. Clinical is actually fine. And, and one of the things that uh, Phil and I have been talking about today is, you know, if you have children or there are children who have experienced bereavement, for example, they will absolutely gravitate towards the books that deal with that, the stories that deal with that openly and honestly, as if there's some real relief in the fact that it's being dealt with rather than pushed aside. And I think we can really take a lesson from that. And uh, we've seen in the survey that 5% uh, would like to be cryogenically frozen. Susie, would, would you like that to happen to you so you can uh, maybe be wheeled out onto Countdown many years after you've gone? <laughs> I wouldn't inflict that on anyone. <laughs> 
<laughs> we could we, it'd be great to have you back though i mean we're a long way off hopefully any of us disappearing from this mortal coil uh and uh fingers crossed we will all be around for many many years uh but let's all be prepared and have that conversation and phil where can we go to for more information if we are looking at putting our death wishes into action once we do disappear very simple. Just have to go on to uh, www.deadhappy.com. Uh, the Death Wish platform is there, completely free to go on and, and let your imagination run riot. And uh, put together a few ideas for your friends and family to, to mark your life once it is all over. And they, yeah, we, we have a whole new chapter of the world without us. That's not a good thing. I want to keep us all here. Let's all hang around for a good while yet. Uh, Phil Zeidler and also Susie Dent, thank you both for joining us. Thank you very thank much. You. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 642 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.